From Astoria to the Rockaways, it's time for the Queen's New Yorker. And here is the man giving you all the info, your uber snazzy and jazzy host, Mr. Jason D'Antonio! Thank you, Jason Kelly. Oh, what a group. Thank you. Yes. Oh, you're too kind. Thank you. Ah. There they are, that Saturday group with the ladies right there in the front. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's good to have you all back. Thank you very much. And... Uh, Another cordial welcome to all of you on the Queens New Yorker. This is Saturday, September 12th, 2020. It is episode number 128 of our series, which is on bridges and tunnels right now. As we told you, we were moving in forward uh, progression here. We're finally back and in our new season. This is season six. We're doing terrific. Uh, already the seventh show. Let's see. September 1st, 3rd, and 5th, that's 3. Then we had uh, 8, 9, uh, let's see, 8, 10, and 12. So, so this is the 6th show of the series, and we're doing fantastic. And we're going to be doing part 4, the final part of the Brooklyn Bridge. Give it up for the Brooklyn Bridge. Very interesting history. And uh, we're happy about that. So we're going to finally finish up, this, wrap up the series of uh, the Brooklyn Bridge of the history. We're going to take a look at the mid to late 20th century, the 21st century, and give you that final one. And then up on the next program, we're going to be looking at um, the next bridge, which will be the Manhattan Bridge. That's going to be a fun one to look at. It's got a good history to it. It's got five... Could be a five episode, so it could be a, it, it could go all the way. Probably it could be a one. It could be a one episode show. We'll see what happens. But let's go ahead and finish up our history of the Brooklyn Bridge, and uh, we'll take it from there. All right. So pick it up from the free encyclopedia, the Wikipedia, of course, where you get all the information from. Mid to late twentieth century, the upgrades. The first major upgrade to the Brooklyn Bridge commenced in 1948 when a contract for redesigning the bridge was awarded to David B. Steinman. Now, the upgrade was expected to double the capacity of the bridge's roadways to nearly 6,000 cars per hour at a projected cost of $7 million. The renovation included the demolition of both the elevated and the trolley tracks on the roadways, the removal of trusses separating the inner elevated tracks from the existing vehicle lanes, and the widening of each roadway from two to three lanes, as well as the construction of a new steel and concrete floor. Now, in addition, new ramps were added to Adams Street, Cadman Plaza, and the Brooklyn-Queens Expressway on the Brooklyn side, and to Park Row on the Manhattan side. 
The trolley tracks closed in March of 1950 to allow for the widening work to occur. During the construction project, one roadway at a time was closed, allowing reduced traffic flows to cross the bridge in one direction only. The widened South Roadway was completed in May of 1951, followed by the North Roadway in October of 1953. The restoration was finished in May of 1954 when the completion of the reconstructed elevated promenade. With the, and while the rebuilding of the span was going on, ongoing, a fallout shelter was constructed beneath the Manhattan approach in anticipation of the Cold War. The abandoned space in one of the masonry arches was stocked with emergency survival supplies for a potential nuclear attack by the Soviet Union. These supplies remained in place half a century later, and in addition, defensive barriers were added to the bridge as a safeguard against sabotage. Simultaneous with the rebuilding of the Brooklyn Bridge, a double-decked viaduct for the BQE was being built through an existing steel overpass of the bridge's Brooklyn Approach Ramp. The segment of the BQE from Brooklyn Bridge south to Atlantic Avenue opened in June of 1954, but the direct ramp from the northbound BQE to the Manhattan-bound Brooklyn Bridge did not open until 1959. The city also widened the Adams Street approach in Brooklyn between the bridge and Fulton Street from 60 to 160 feet between 1954 and 1955. Subsequently, Borum Place from Fulton Street South to Atlantic Avenue was also widened, and this required the demolition of the old Kings County Courthouse. The towers were cleaned in 1958, and the Brooklyn Anchorage was repaired the next year. On the Manhattan side, the city approved a controversial rebuilding of the Manhattan Entrance Plaza in 1953. The project, which would add a grade-separated junction over Park Row, was hotly contested because it would require the demolition of 21 structures, including the old New York World Building. The reconstruction also necessitated the relocation of 410 families on Park Row. In December of 1956, the city started a two-year renovation of the plaza, and this required the closure of one roadway at a time, as was done during the rebuilding of the bridge itself. Work on redeveloping the area around the Manhattan Approach started in the mid-1960s. At the same time, plans were announced for direct ramps to the FDR Drive elevated highway to alleviate congestion at the approach. The ramp for the FDR Drive to the Brooklyn Bridge was opened in 1968, followed by the ramp from the bridge to the FDR Drive the next year. A single ramp from the Manhattan-bound Brooklyn Bridge to northbound Park Row was constructed in 1970. A repainting of the bridge was announced two years later in advance of its 90th anniversary. The Brooklyn Bridge gradually deteriorated due to age and neglect, and while it had 200 full-time dedicated maintenance workers before World War II, that number dropped to five by the late 20th century. And the city as a whole only had 160 bridge maintenance workers. In 1974, heavy vehicles such as vans and buses were banned from the bridge, to prevent further erosion of the concrete roadway. A report in the New York Times four years later noted that the cables were visibly fraying and the pedestrian promenade had holes in it. The city began planning to replace all the Brooklyn Bridge's cables at a cost of $115 million as part of a larger project to renovate all four toll-free East River spans. Well, by 1980, the Brooklyn Bridge was in such dire condition that it faced imminent closure.
In some places, half of the strands in the cables were broken. But in June of 1981, two of the diagonal stay cables snapped, seriously injuring a pedestrian who later died. Subsequently, the anchorages were found to have developed rust, and an emergency cable repair was necessitated less than a month later after another cable developed slack. Following the incident, the city accelerated the timetable of its proposed cable replacement, and it commenced a $153 million rehabilitation of the Brooklyn Bridge in advance of the 100th anniversary. Now, as part of the project, the bridge's original suspender cables, installed by J. Lloyd Hay, were replaced by Bethlehem Steel in 1986, marking the cable's first replacement since construction. Now, in addition, the staircase at Washington Street in Brooklyn was renovated, and the stairs from Tillery and Adams Street were replaced with a ramp, and the short flights of steps from the promenade to each tower's balcony were removed. In a smaller project, the bridge was floodlit at night starting in 1982 to highlight its architectural features. Additional problems persisted, and in 1993, high levels of lead were discovered near the bridge's towers. Further emergency repairs were undertaken in mid-1999 after small concrete shards began falling from the bridge into the East River. The concrete deck had been installed during the 1950s renovation, and had a lifespan of about 60 years. The Park Row exit from the bridge's westbound lanes were closed as a safety measure after the September 11, 2001 attacks on the nearby World Trade Center. And that section of Park Row had been closed off since it ran right underneath one police plaza, which is the headquarters of the New York City Police Department. In early of 2003, to save money on electricity, the NYCDOT turned off the bridge's Necklace lights at night, and they were turned back on later that year after several private entities made donations to fund the lights. Now, in the 21st century, after the 2007 collapse of the I-35W bridge in Minneapolis, public attention focused on con the condition of bridges across the U.S. The New York Times reported that the Brooklyn Bridge approach ramps had received a poor rating during an inspection in 2007. However, an NYC DOT spokesman said that the poor rating did not indicate a dangerous state, but rather implied it required renovation. In 2010, the Department of Transportation began renovating the approaches and deck, as well as repainting the suspension plan or span. And work included widening two approach ramps from one to two lanes by restriping a new prefabricated ramp, raising clearance over the eastbound BQE at York Street, seismic retrofitting, replacement of rusted railings and safety barriers, and road deck resurfacing. The work necessitated detours for four years, and at the time, the project was scheduled to be completed in 2014, but completion was later delayed to 2015, then again to 2017. The project's cost also increased from $508 million in 2010 to $811 million in 2016. In August of the same year of 2016, after the renovation had been completed, the DOT announced that it would conduct a seven-month, $370,000 study to verify if the bridge could support a heavier upper deck that consisted of an expanded bicycle and pedestrian path. As of 2016, about 10,000 pedestrians and 3,500 cyclists used the pathway on an average weekday. Work on the pedestrian entrance 
on the Brooklyn side was underway by 2017. The DOT also indicated in 2016 that it planned to reinforce the Brooklyn Bridges Foundations to prevent it from sinking, as well as repair the masonry arches on the approach ramps, which had been damaged by Hurricane Sandy in 2012. In July of 2018, the New York City Landmarks Preservation Commission approved a further renovation of the Brooklyn Bridges suspension towers and approach ramps. That December, the federal government gave the city $25 million in funding, which would pay for a $337 million rehabilitation of the bridge approaches and the suspension towers. Work started in late 2019 and was scheduled to be completed in 2023. And early this year, City Council Speaker Corey Johnson and the nonprofit Van Allen Institute hosted an international contest to solicit plans for the redesign of the Bridges Walkway. So that is a look at the history of this great Brooklyn Bridge. And you can scroll down for other things that happened on this bridge, including the stunts the historical designations and the plaques, the anniversary celebrations. It's a lot of great information here. We thank you very much for the history of this great Brooklyn Bridge. Give it up one more time, everybody. Yeah. All right. Oh. So with that concludes a four-part series on the Brooklyn Bridge, the history, and we hope you enjoyed it. Remember, of course, if you want to listen to back episodes, go follow us on Anchor. And don't forget the Jason DeCanio Show, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Mixcloud. We'll give you a little bit of a commercial um, at the beginning of this program to give you a little bit of a commercial uh, to uh, promote that wonderful show that's coming on. On Monday's show, we're going to do, as, as far as I know, for Monday's uh, episode three on Mixcloud, we're going to be going and looking at the songs from 2004. So that should be fun. Then again, like I said, our subtotal has increased by two. We're now up to 1,082 subs and well over 13,446 views. Thank you for your continued support, everybody. I'm Jason DeCanio. Remember, be honest, be real, keep it simple, stupid, kiss. And always tell the truth no matter what, because the truth will always set you free. Have a great rest of the weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday for the first part of the Manhattan Bridge. Bye for now. You have been watching The Queen's New Yorker. This is Jason Kelly on a Jason DeCanio Internet presentation. Thank you for your support.